Hello and welcome to Baby Banter, a podcast all about baby play and navigating the first 12 or so months of development with your baby. I'm your host, Nicole Pates, a paediatric physio, business owner at Western Kids Health and a mum of two beautiful kiddos. If you're like me or the mums or the dads or the parents or the caregivers that I work with, you will have thousands and thousands of questions. Is this normal? How can I help them do this? Where do I find these resources? And that is why we are here on Baby Banter. This episode is seven months part two, where Mon and Helen ask all their developmental questions for what's been happening for Gio and Seb. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Hey mum, it's time for Baby Banter. But before we get stuck into you little boys who are gorgeously staring at me, Monique and Helen, maybe Mon first this time. Yeah. How has motherhood been for the last month? How are you finding it? I'm really loving it. You guys know in previous months I've been like, what activities can Geo do? Yeah. But this month I've been more mindful of doing activities that I want to do. Oh, after our podcast with yeah. Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So with my little sidekick in tow, focused on, yeah, all the things that I can do to maybe reflect on my parenting I've gone out and signed up to the Circle of Security Ooh, workshop. Oh my God, so many changes in the oh, last five weeks. I love it. It's so good. So I'm about halfway through at the moment. Yep. Doing it through Nagala. Mm-hmm. But I love the things in there like, all my child needs is for me to be good enough. Yes. Like that message. Good enough, so, mother. Yeah, so good. Connection over correction. Yes. And responding 30% of the time yes. is enough, right? Yes. Yeah. Love it. And it almost makes you feel like you wish you'd done it like three months ago. It's so good. And I feel it. like yeah. it's something that I there's another mum that's in there at the moment that's doing it for the third time. And I was oh. like, I can see yeah, doing yeah. it at different points throughout their childhood would be really mm. beneficial because mm-hmm. it makes you think about things in different light. Yeah. I did buy the book too that they attached to. Uh, I've got the audio so, book yeah. Yeah, of that good. as well. I started listening to it. But it's really nice going to the workshop. And mm. sometimes it's a bit busy, like in the studio with the baby. Yes. <laughs> As you just heard him throw oh, the no, rattle. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I've also been doing baby mum and bub yoga. Cool. Which is outdoors. Yeah. Which get the vitamin D, the fresh air. Gio really seems to lean into the yoga as well. Even if he's tired, he's entertained by the trees. And oh, the leaves are just glorious. Yeah. Aren't they, buddy? You're looking a bit tired, bud. He's got yeah. his little rattle and he's almost, when they're overtired, bashing themselves in the head because he's like, I normally can coordinate my arm, but right now exactly. it's too hard. Oh. Also through the local council, I didn't realise they sponsor different activities for mums as well. Yeah, so okay, having cool. a baby massage course, which is, must be subsidised because it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. So I think a lot of the local libraries, if you look on their website, they mm. do have stuff that pops up. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Like it's, so, it's such a good like city or council or give yeah. to... And sometimes they're not so well promoted. You really no. need to have a look and yeah. find them. I, I don't think they can afford a marketing and social media That's right. person. <laughs> yeah. So they need people to put it out there. Yes. Which is good. Yep. But anything that's like helping with co-regulation and like that attachment and bonding with the baby, I'm finding that really nice. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. You were asking about mother's group while we yeah, were off, off air as well. We have all these chats off air and then I can't remember yeah. what we have and have talked about. Yeah. But how, how's mother's group been for you? How have you found I that lately? just so good to have a bunch of other mums with babies at the same age mm. because... You do come across things that if I'm not asking you on the Q&A, mm. if I didn't have you there, like they're such a good support network. Yep. 
actually watched that Bluey episode, oh, the baby race. Baby race. Oh, oh, my God, I cried so much when that was, like, yeah. released. Oh. And it just made me think. I'm so glad that our mother's group is so supportive of everyone and we're meeting mm. the babies where they're at, the mums where they're at, mm. and no one's being, like, overly competitive. But I could see how that could easily mm. happen even in your own head without oh, it yeah. ver- being verbalised. And I think the comparison is so real because you always – you're always thinking, is it something that I'm doing or is something, have I done something wrong or is there something wrong exactly. with my baby? Which isn't true, but they're, they're in, almost like intrusive thoughts you have. I don't know, I had them, still have them. And am I doing it the right way? And is there a exactly. right way? And all of those things. And I like, I find that social media can just inflame that by, can. by almost selling you that there is a right way or there yes. is a right thing or crawling is only right if it's by eight and a half months and only if it looks like this. And that just kind of fuels that. And I had to laugh. Someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and they said they met the creator of Bluey and they said to him, I follow this physio and she told me that bum shuffling was was okay. Some kids just do it and we talked about it. I and love like, that in the episode. <laughs> yeah, and he does that in the episode and the yeah. guy's like, yeah, bum shuffling. And I was like, oh, yeah, but we still want to make sure we clear their hips first. But it is part of normal variance. But it's yeah. just that there is so much normal variance. And, like, mother's groups are an amazing support. But you, you just have to know what you don't know and find someone that does know, like Penny or Kyla or me or, like, yeah. someone that you trust that you're like, yeah, they're, gonna, they're not going to give me – like black and white, it's right this way information. They're going to ask more about my baby and yes, me and my life and exactly. understand, try and make a whole picture understanding because there is no right way. There is yeah. no one way. And, and yeah. the thing with mother's goats is you're often put with a bunch of people that isn't your normal social circles mm. and people are coming from lots of different walks of life and different ages and styles and education backgrounds. So you're getting like a really nice broad spectrum of ideas coming together, which can be really nice as well. The thing that you've got in common is your baby. Exactly. Mm. The the age of the babies. And giving them a chance because I know there's a few people that have joined groups and they're like, no, they're not my people. I can't continue going. Mm. I've heard of that. Yeah. and But it's nice to to stick at it. You have to be really – you are vulnerable in there. So vulnerable. you're doing something that you've never done before. There's no manual for. There's no right way for. And every – Everybody's going to do it differently and that's okay. Everyone has different cultural backgrounds and it's it's a vulnerable space because you're saying, I'm finding this really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying it right now or I am enjoying it right now even though it sucks for you. I'm still here. What can I – it's never consistent. And I actually and everyone's guessing Yeah, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And you share – sharing that experience, whether it's your mother's group that's been set up by the community. Mine for me was my neighbour and I remember she had a little girl before Claire so she's probably like a year – she's – a year younger than Will, but they're in the same kindy because they're, yeah, anyway, they are in the same school group. But she, and she just was like bawling on the driveway and Will was little and we, our kids grew up together. And it's just this shared experience of finding it tough and figuring it out together mm. and being there no matter what and having a cup of tea and not having to like chat or do anything. And you're just sitting there. To fix, just no, you're just listening. And yeah. like, she since moved to New South Wales and I was in tears on Monday night. I'm like, I just miss her so much. Yeah. And then so we've got other friends and I said, I've got much wonderful friends, but it's hard to replace those people that have been through that mm. with you. Like, yeah, that journey. Yeah, especially if you're spending a lot of time. It's really and, special. Mm, yeah. It is. It is yeah. really special. And you don't know what different friendships will evolve into. No. Which um, is cute. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to put your walls up when you're feeling insecure or and tired. unsure and tired and yeah. not yourself. Or it's very easy to do Especially that. Especially when mm. you lose that sense of self and you're yeah. like, who am I now? Yep. Mm. Yeah, in this moment. Yep. And it's vulnerable. That's Geo having these little yep. tired noises. But Sleep. yeah, it's hard because yeah, it, some mothers groups, it cops a lot of flack for comparison or things like mm. that. But I think that's just looking at... Some and things that like are not helpful, but they can also be helpful. Like they can be so genuinely helpful. are trying to be helpful sometimes. Mm. But maybe it comes across in a different way when you're tired. I know, yeah, but you're yeah, tired, and okay. like, and it, and it just comes down to communication and, and being exactly. open and saying, "I don't really understand what you're saying," and it's just making yeah. me feel a bit sad. I'm just going to sit with it for a minute. That's okay. Yeah. But sometimes when you're tired too, it's, oh, I'm just going to look at my coffee. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Helen? She's sitting there observing us in our little banter, our baby banter. (laughs) As I said before, I've just spent a couple of weeks over east with my parents and having them like being in their house 24-7 and it only took a day or two for them to go, okay, I can do this and I can do that and they were jumping in. And I basically haven't had to do the 24-7 for the last 
two weeks or so. Mm. You are looking um, very fresh. Yeah, and then, well, and, then, fresh. and then coming back to being at home again and husband being at work and it's, oh, I have to think about entertaining Everything. him all day, every day again. It's, and it's, it's like, it really that, hit me. Yeah, you had that ultimate village. That's what we had yeah. in Exmouth. We had four hands on deck, sharing the load, sharing that mental load. Mm. And then you come back to reality and you're like, God damn, I wish I had a real village all the time. Yeah. I know. And, oh, I'm back to thinking about food and entertaining Seb. And I can't just be like, here, dad, go take him in the swimming pool. Because they have their own pool and he was in literally every single day and he got so much more confident and it was great. And now I'm like, oh. I can't just be like, yeah, let's go for a swim. I have to be like, what toys have we not played with yet today? <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> I also love going to my parents because I think there's this magical force that when I walk through the door, I'm like a kid again. And I'm like, oh, no responsibilities. Who's cooking dinner? Here's my child. I'm just going to go have a nap. And That's what like, I don't hide. How old am I? <laughs> this was no, no, oh, I thought, sorry. I reverted to being I, your child, not my child. Yeah. Parent. What for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sausages again? Great. <laughs> That'll do. I actually, on the whole, like being with your own parents sort of thing, it, it's not exactly related, but I did see a post that resonated. It was like one of those, you might be interested in this person thing. And it was saying that, oh, when I had my baby at the hospital and all the nurses were like, you're doing so well, you're doing so well for her, like you're being so strong, it's all good, you'll be okay. And then my, as so the, the person who was posting, the parent of the child, her mum came mm. And she just burst into tears and her mum said, it's okay, you don't have to be strong anymore, like I'm here. Aww. And then she said, I think That's of safe that. space. Yeah. And she yeah. said, I think of that now that the girl's in primary school and the mum, the teacher's like, yeah, she had a great day, it's all good. And then she comes home mm-hmm. and, you know, has a meltdown. And it's not, she's only bad for me or she's only, it's not that, like, she's being bad for me, it's that she finally feels safe to, to, share those to like, well, yeah. yeah, be vulnerable. So, yeah, oh. we're not obviously at that stage yet, but I thought that was a really like trying to remember that and hold on to that for when that inevitably comes. <laughs> when it does come. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner yeah. than you think. Yeah. But yeah. How, yeah. You enjoy, how are you finding motherhood at the moment, Helen? I still, I think I said this last time, I'm a bit vague on what, like when we've recorded which bits, but I am actually surprised how much I do enjoy the day to day and doing, like you said, the mums and bubs activities or the, mm. the activities that are bub focused. And even when we went over east, we looked up what the Queensland library system offered and went to a rhyme time in the park, which is obviously like baby focused, not adult focused, but it was nice to be together and outdoors. <laughs> and miss all these adults. Dumpy, dumpy, like, oh, Queensland do it. <laughs> no. Sorry, Queenslanders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I I do enjoy kind of those activities, and we, we had our swimming lesson yesterday, and all the and the local parenting. We normally catch up for coffees on Friday mornings, and all that kind of thing. And I think even just for me, it took a really long time to realize I don't actually miss being at work, mm. but I had a freak out when a specific situation arose at work that there was like potentially a development opportunity and I was like oh my god but I was meant to be doing that before I had him and, and that's where I was meant to be at and, and you and, felt torn right yeah, yeah and, we and had it, a good chat about that yeah it was actually it took me a long time to process and realize it was my expectation of what should have been mm. the case not what I actually want to be doing right this minute mm. and that was a big thing for me to figure out and even having the last couple of weeks with my parents and my mum said for her the time after having my brother and and then somewhat to a lesser extent me she was actually really lonely because she Mm. didn't really have that group she hadn't Mm. grown up in Perth they'd only moved to Perth a couple of years before they Mm. had him and she said for her she just had to get back to work a couple of days a week so that there were other adults there and that she was feeling like she was being herself and a professional and all that kind of thing. Mm. Whereas I'm out most days doing various bits and pieces and like how we spoke about with Katie, what's important for you, what's important for you as a family, what's important for the baby. Yeah, being out and having those networks and the parent group and my other friends from school Mm. that have their own kids and all that kind of thing, I think has been a big part of the experience for me and a very important part. And it probably without those connections I would be feeling very different but yeah and And isolated right if you're not sure what we're talking about last month in it month six episode one we spoke to Katie Parker from she's a parenting and becoming us facilitator and circle of security about a few different things and I shared my first year with Will which is I was desperate to get back to work Mm. for those connections Mm. and for some sense of self but being in a different space with Claire I really 
right back. Mm. And I yeah. had a business and employees and I was mm. like, oh, my God. And then you've got that external pressure. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I was talking to some one of my employees the other day. It's like you as a professional or even just in, in what you do, you like you value those skills within yourself and you Absolutely. have career goals and that's beautiful. But that, that myth of you can have it all. Mm. It's not true. Everyone's, oh, Nicole, but you do so much. I'm like, yeah, my husband stays home with the kids. Mm. He's the primary caregiver. He has the mental load. Like a year and a half ago when he was, we were, I was working two or three days, but in a full-time capacity, I was not as that mm. was not sustainable, was not a good place to be in at all. And we've made that switch for us, but I still really just want to be home with the kids sometime. Mm. Everyone has different balance and thresholds but there's just and you this, feel a pull both yeah. ways right and there's this like myth that you can have it all but really it, it's really hard you really Some, something somehow find yeah. balance yep. for yourself or a blend, like a, a, blend, a blend like a blend rather and than it balance. does sound like a compromise sometimes yeah you've got to work out what you can be at peace with yes i remember <clears> my <throat> one of one of the principles i've worked under on one of our staff pd days she said oh I've been doing research into sort of not mental load in terms of the house mental load, but mental well-being. And she said a phrase that I've come across recently, it's not a work-life balance because no. that doesn't exist. No, it's, a worth, no it's a work-life rhythm. Yeah. And you have to alternate the rhythm to make it mm. fit. Because the rhythm will change when they're yeah. sick or when yeah. you're mm-hmm. sick or yeah. when like things at home change. Yeah. Or the different yeah. expectation that you can and have. And yeah. Mm. The expectation that you can have a balance if mm. it's unsustainable. No, it's not. It's you know, it's false. And it's funny mm. because sometimes you need to add things to make it more of a rhythm, like mm. adding exercise in, even though you're like, where will I find the time? Mm. But then that really gives you the energy yes. to then do the next thing, Yes, even though it's adding an extra thing. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. I've this week just been updating my resume, even though I <laughs> love it. Mom. Yeah. I took Joe to the library. I'm like, sit with your toys. <laughs> Mummy's got work to <laughs> How do. How did that go? <laughs> he was like, rah, rah. And I was like, sorry, everyone in the library is trying. <laughs> as soon as you like, like, they're per, like, they play so well. And you're like, all right, I've got 10 minutes. And they're like, I'd be like, what? what? I was like trying to feed him on one arm and type on my laptop <laughs> on the other. I was like, oh my God. The reason I was actually doing that is I'm, I've, I let my principal know a couple of months ago that I'm not going back full time next year. Mm. I'm going to go back in a casual capacity for teaching and do relief. So at least I can do relief at schools closer to me. Mm. But I came across this volunteer organisation recently called The Nurtured Village. Cool. And they were putting out a call for volunteers. So I've been chatting to them recently. So hopefully I'll be stepping in to do... To do some stuff with them. Um, awesome. Yeah, in the next few months. So it's about creating that village and they've got a few new projects. So hopefully I can become a bit of a project lead on one of these new things that's Australia-wide. Mon. Exciting. I love it. I love it. I'm, we'll see I'm how that goes. So excited to find out more. But I feel like it's also I need that for myself yeah. to be doing something that is also – adding to my skill set and keeping my skill set going without necessarily going back to work full time. And I think that's one thing that's that has been on my mind when I've been processing this whole what's next are you going to look like? Am I going to do relief? Am I not? All this kind of thing. Mm. Apart from obviously just the financial side of things, which mm. may end up dictating mm. something, but we'll see. But also I'm guessing you're probably similar in that some teachers can manage to be there do their 8 o'clock till 3.30 or whatever it is, depending on what your bell times are at your Mm. school, and walk out the door. And for some people that might mean working through all your non-teaching time or your recess and your lunch or whatever. For me, I always felt like I needed to stop at Mm. morning tea and lunch unless I was on duty. I always did as well. And stop and talk to my colleagues and get out of the classroom and all that kind of thing. But then I'd be there till 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. The cleaners are coming around going, get out, Mm. which if I – ended up having my own room even one or two days a week next year. I even just think about the colleague that I had who had returned from mat leave two days a week last year and we were Mm. sharing the same year level and doing some planning together. And she'd be like, oh, I've got this much longer until day hair closes. I've got to go back and get my, Mm. what was she, one one and a half at that stage. And I think I know myself, I wouldn't be able to do the minimum. Yeah. And therefore, if I had my own room, even a day or two a week, I know it wouldn't be eight till four. It would be seven till seven thirty till five, and I I don't feel like I can. But everyone that thinks that teachers don't work hard, <laughs> this is what they do. And, 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 and like even just <laughs> thinking through, do I want to have 
a day because there's then a lot what's of admin happen on top and when then, you're yeah, and marking, going back yeah. and recording. Yeah. That's I mean, why I'm like relief. Yeah. Sweet spot. <laughs> we'll see. <There's, laughs> we won't know until next year. Yeah. And there's always helpful and unhelpful aspects to mm, yeah. most things. And I think it's really hard. And I like I have been that parent that's walked in and the last one to pick up mm. our children. And I just feel like, oh, if, am I making the right choice? And if it's not forever and if it's only a short period of time and you just have to make those decisions within yourself, what's right for your family and for you and for your family and then for the baby or the child. But Will, who's now year one, nearly he's seven and a half, but he's, can you be the last parent to daycare, cause, like after school care? Because I love it. I want to make 85 loom bands for all my friends. And I, and I come early and he gets upset at me. Mm. I'm like, what? Yeah, and you're like, I thought I was doing the right thing. <laughs> so but he's old enough to talk about that now, but it's hard. But there's, I think, who is it? Fiona from Mum Matters talks about, it's not that you're handing over your baby for care. It's like they're going into other loving arms. And she has yeah, these like beautiful nice phrases that when you, if you are, whoever is caring for your baby, they're going into other loving arms. And if you've found someone through care or trend, like a daycare or family care or for your family or friends or whoever, like if you know, if you phrase it in that way and you've prepped and it, it's a much more achievable and you feel much better about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. It's know. crazy that we're thinking about daycare. I did put his name down while I was pregnant for yeah. the daycare. Mm. But it's funny also how things shift from what you thought was going to happen before yeah. you had your baby to after. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd go back to work in that first year after having Will. And then at six months, I'm looking at daycare. Had the most horrendous daycare experience Yeah, where we did like a trial and I like felt really horrible leaving for the hour and a half. And I came back and she said, oh, he said you, was, you said it was his nap time. So I put him in the cot, but he didn't sleep. So he just sat there crying. So I let him cry. And I was like, my heart You're like, broke. That's not what I In the moment, like, that's not yeah. what I put on my sheet. And then she said, oh, and I gave him, he was seven months. I gave him his meal, but he just seemed to gag a lot. And I was like looking at the, what was like this chunky, like yeah, it was yeah. way past where he was in his solids journey. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I like it. It's hard, but he's fine. Like he's all right. He's a good kid. But yeah. I didn't ruin him. I didn't damage him. But like, you just never, like you're always, am I doing the right? Like it's that constant questioning. And I think that came back to the my mental well-being at the time, mm-hmm. which made that a lot harder for me. Whereas I think with Claire, it was much easier. I was like, oh yeah, we've got this. I know you. Like, way and really space. making sure, look after yourself. Yeah. And that will flow into everything you're doing as a mom. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you are finding motherhood tricky, you're not alone, but definitely reach out to someone. Yeah, and there's a lot of resources out there. So many resources. Panda online, so you can look up Panda. They're fantastic. Or talk to Katie or Fiona Nagala or Katie or Fiona. They can even point you in the right direction. GP as well. Lots of different Mm. things. So well, we've had a little. Develop. Well, <laughs> we talk about something that's not about us. Um, I did think, do we turn? So guys, we're sitting in the studio. The baby's finally resting asleep, and the lights are like off. So we're sitting like this moonlit glow. I'm like, is this like? No, it's so why nice. our deep and meaningful conversations happen? Because we're sitting in the dark. Yeah, but it is that lovely. Glass of wine. I know. At <laughs> ten thirty. <30 minutes. laughs> it's almost midnight. But yeah, so we like seven months is often a time where either parents start becoming worried or Mm. they're like wow so much has happened in that last month (laughs) that's crazy so I know that you held back when in part one Mon but how's Geo's development been? I had a bit of a freak out at one point this month I think I sent you guys a video (laughs) oh the the eye rolling I was like what's this because Geo is well and truly into solids I was just telling Mm -hmm. Helen before we're almost through all of the allergens yeah we've got soy left I had a bit of a funny moment with that because the one of the info cards that we got was like a bookmark that we've got on the fridge and it shows yeah. the nine allergens and the picture for soy is a bottle of soy sauce. And I'm like, that would be fairly easy. You can mix it into something. And no, in the back so of my salty. mind, I was like, <laughs> that can't be right. That doesn't seem right. And it just it was just one of those things. Why is there a picture of soy sauce? Well, it's like a little cartoony, like cartoony picture for each of the nine allergens. But it took me days Whoever to realise. didn't think. It, yeah, it took me days to realise in the back of my mind that something's not right there. So I went back to Kyla's website and it's like edamame beans or soft tofu or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. that does make a lot more sense. But I was just like, oh, we could manage that. We could put soy sauce into something. And I was like, that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Make him a little stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> Individual grains of rice. Chopsticks now. Yeah, with chopsticks. <laughs> We've lost it, guys. Better turn the lights on. All right. <laughs> He's really asleep. He's not even budging. 
where if I'm like speaking <laughs> anyway, really yeah, quietly. Anyway, yeah, that eye-rolling thing. It's, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I was like, oh, my God, how cute. Like for a few days, I was like, how cute. He was like really delighting in the flavour and he's like rolling his eyes back and making delicious. And then I noticed him doing it with other things and I was like, start Dr. Google. No, <laughs> don't Google. Do not Google. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, I think we might set up. And then it's like, Hmm. it took me down this rabbit hole and Mm. I was like, no, no, come back. (laughs) I was like, I'm sure it's fine. And then when I posted the videos to you guys and there was no like, oh, you need to get that checked. No, there was no. (laughs) There was nothing. He was clearly (laughs) delighting in his food. And like, (laughs) it's um, so funny. So they will discover the way, different ways their body moves or expressions or ways to play with their voice that may, if you Google them, seem concerning because how can you put the nuance of what you're seeing into Google? You can't. No, you can't Um, But you were seeing it in a context that was appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, for one. Except he did it with a soccer ball, but he loves loves the soccer soccer ball. ball. (laughs) And so around this age, around the seven months, you'll see the peak of they really start mouthing to explore. Like before they were mouthing and they were like gumming around, but now it's I am purposefully putting things in my mouth to, I think it's called like discriminate, like it's a phase of the mouthing that they go through and they really want to explore with their mouth. And so that makes complete sense. Yeah. But also it's new, but it's in context. It's not like all the time and it's not interfering with what we call function. So it's not stopping him from doing anything. Mm. Like people go, oh, like they're really straight in their legs. But is it when they're distressed and it's not interfering with them being able to roll or like those types of things? So it's not, and it's not getting more frequent. Like it's not getting so frequent, like that progressive. Like so it's there and then it starts to settle and that's how they consolidate those skills. So they're like Penny said, like little frameworks that you can use to almost troubleshoot rather than Googling. Because if you Google my baby rolls their eyes, you are going to be horrified. Oh, it's, was it? Epilepsy. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I had a kid in a class once that had vacant epilepsy and I was like, is this what he did? I can't remember. No, no and it wasn't. Um, but, but if, like, it was interfering with his function and then he wasn't yeah. responsive, like, that's different. Of course. So, but because it was in context and associated with a really cute noise and yeah. there was no need and reason to worry. But when you, like, Google, I reckon if you Google, if you say I've got a fever and a rash, Google will tell you these horrible things exactly. that you have yeah. when you probably just have a viral illness. Exactly. Like, Google's not fun. No, it's not. But and I, I hate that it takes away from the delighting in that situation. Yeah. But it was happening for days, and then and is it still other people were like, "Oh my god, that's so cute!" And then I was like, "How come is other it? babies aren't doing this?" Just Jeeva, he's it's, just so it's expressive. Just his personality he might be a little <laughs> chef later in life, or a, a I t- mean, he could be Leon the judge and I both on MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you've won MasterChef when Gio's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a really strong critic of the food. <laughs> yeah. He really tells us when he's not a fan of what we're feeding him, but he'll do the delighting good. and the like. Oh. If you, if you get the eye he's roll, you're expressive. like, it's so good. He's an expressive yes. one. That's he great. goes, mmm, <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Helen is just rocking Seb, and we are being too noisy. Uh, uh, good, let's whisper. Seb and Gio are both sitting up like champions. Yes, they yeah. are. They did some really one, so except for cool. that part where Seb threw himself. Yeah, but low centre. Gravity, Gravity, right? Yeah. So, and that's made me more confident. Yes, and often a soft landing yeah. area, yeah. not on the concrete yeah. or the tiles. But the other thing is, so babies will often learn to sit upright, which these guys have, um, before they, like, and then their saving reactions will start to develop around the same time and then continue. So, yeah. like, they will start being able to go sideways or forwards and then the last one is, is backwards. Yeah. And often when they fall, like, you'll know that they've got that saving response backwards. Saving response means that, like, they're able to catch themselves while yeah. falling out of sitting. Like activating the core. To yeah. Like be like, Not the core, everything. Everything. I really hate the worm cord. Yeah, core, okay. But activating yeah. their postural control system. It's probably system. from doing yoga. Yes. They're always talking about, about the core. core. Oh, my God. What is the core? Define that for me. I How is know. it working in isolation? <laughs> Your stomach muscles. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> what did I say to someone? I was like, you don't think about kicking a footy and activating your quad. You just kick a footy. That's right. Like, we just work our bodies functionally but anyway you'll know that they've finally like the last one is that saving backwards and so mm-hmm. they will fall backwards but roll out of it they might put their hand down but they'll also like do this yeah. little ninja he started like going sideways yeah, as he's starting to fall backwards yeah yeah so and i've noticed the arms go out yeah. a lot quicker now if he's about to go yeah. one way and then he's actually started to push back up yeah and to- that's the start of being able to get in and out of sitting yeah yeah so he's more recently probably in the last week he's like 
sitting and then leaning forward and almost getting onto all yeah, fours. He's all almost there less. and then he goes back again. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm often, I just got one of those really chunky, mellow mats, the memory yeah, foam yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Because our other mat was a bit small. Yeah. So more confident to leave him in the middle and put his toys a bit further around him. So yep. he's needing to reach more and mm. he's like working out how to get over there and get back. Yeah. He's like starting to explore yeah. moving his body outside of his base of support. Yes. So often they'll like first work on sitting and sitting straight. And, and he loved sitting for so long. Yes. And I was like, he's not going to move because he loves yeah, sitting so yeah, much, but he but will. Yeah. Also, you'll find that the noises that they make and like the speech sounds and the way they interact will change when they start sitting up because they're now interacting at the same viewpoint yes. and like they can use both of their hands and they're like in that social connection yeah. zone. So there's so many social aspects of sitting as well. But yeah, once they've figured out upright, then they'll start to play with side to side and like moving their hands away. And once they've got those little hands out, I love playing like on the side of the bed or on the side of the pool, the Humpty Dumpty, like, yes. whoa, tip, whoa, tip. And then you play with all directions yeah. because it's like helping them figure out how to get out of sitting, but it's also a really fun trust game as well. A bit of risky play, actually, if you're tuning in and monitoring their cues. Yeah, yeah was, so good. The in and out of sitting was one of the questions that I had. Yes, um, tell me, Helen. Sorry, I was being quite loud. Yes, I've, <laughs> I've tuned down my voice. <laughs> because, yeah, as I said before, Seb's just like suddenly really keen on sitting out of nowhere. We need to help him. Like we put him in sitting, and then he can sit. Yeah, is there something like, like will he just figure that if out, he, or do if I need you put to... him in his tummy? Does he lose it on his tummy? Not as much as he was. Yeah, cool, cool. But um, also, he's started fully rolling over and yeah, rolling cool. onto his tummy, so it's like he's suddenly just oh no, I'm good I've with got this him now. Myself, <laughs> and you haven't put me here. Yeah. And he he can get out of it from there. Yeah. So. When babies can sit, they do really like to sit because love of those it, hey? reasons yeah. exploring hand-to-hand and it's great for fine motor skills. And, mm-hmm. But I always encourage parents to still give variety and options of how you put your baby down because we don't even think about it. Like you do not think. Like, they like sitting, so just sit them. put them in sitting and it's yeah. easy. Like they're already up or yeah. and some babies don't. They just want to be stood. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. But a variety of positions, so putting them on their tummy, putting them in sitting, or you can even help them get into sitting or get out of sitting. So they mm-hmm. won't do it like it's like the transition. Yeah. So when we talk about motor skills, it's not like a hierarchy of you do this, then you do this, then you do this. It's yeah. more like lots, there's so many crossover in what's happening for crawling, sitting, pulling to stand. It's like some babies, will, who, especially ones who love being on their tummy from an early age and mm. spend a lot of time in tummy time might go into crawling first and then push up to sit and then explore sitting. Because other babies might really just build up their sitting skills, sit and move, go, then go to crawling from sitting Mm -hmm. or might go to crawling from on their tummy as well. There's lots of different ways that it can be done. And the getting in and out of sitting, often like getting out of sitting is easier because you're like falling with gravity. Mm. And I would always encourage parents, if you if your bubby's sitting around that five to six to seven mark, like offer variety by helping them get out of sitting mm. and then also getting into sitting. But I think the average that we've looked at in the milestones is there's a big range up to 13 months, seven to 13 months of getting in and out of sitting. But we like to see it by about that 10 months because yeah. it means that they can start to get out of positions and yeah. the sitting or different thing, like different positions or standing, can they do them or can they, even some babies can take steps, but they might not be able to get into standing by themselves. Yeah. So as a physio, like we are always looking for how do they get into different positions and yeah. out of different positions. And that's actually the opportunities that we want to give them rather than just like flat on your back, flat on your tummy and upright. We like the rotational aspects Moving. of those. Yeah. 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 GM more recently looks like he's doing yoga. Like yes. when I put him down in different Bliss. positions, it's like he's doing a side plank with the arm in the air and then he's doing... <laughs> Pit me like a <laughs> French girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had sent a photo the other day. He's like posing with his arm up behind his ear. It was very cute. He's been doing like more downward dog. He'll have his forehead down on the ground, his bum up in the air with his legs straight. Yep. 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 Um, for a little crawling like mini milestone. Cat cow, like yep. he's on all fours and he'll be like, Going, putting his head down, putting his head up. Yeah. Just so cute watching them like move around. Like you've got to remember that they don't, like they don't really know how to, you know how we can do things with our top half of our body and opposite things with the bottom half and all around. Mm. That's called dissociation Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily have it yet. And so you see them do this whole body 
movement and then over time that becomes like one half moving like this and the other half and so that's all that crawling progression. And that's um, what I've noticed. It's like the legs will go but the arms won't and then arms will go yeah, and the legs, legs won't. won't. And so yeah. they're part practicing and they yeah, might so be, cool. depending on their personality, they might be super frustrated <laughs> <laughs> or they might be super chill. My yeah. children were like, rah. But yeah, and so then like when do you intervene and do you rescue them from positions and yeah. how do you get them in and out of those things? And I see real after post on my Instagram, that's, this is how you move your baby in and out of sitting. And there is no right way. You just yeah. do you and every baby's different in size and shape. And mm-hmm. if you're just trying to help them in and help them out, like that's okay. you don't have to be a perfect physio. And a little physio. bit of frustration <laughs> is okay, I feel, like for him, for yep. Dio. Well, and that's um, your threshold and yeah. his threshold. And yeah. that doesn't have to be the same all the time. Might change from day to day. Yeah. Like different things. And like rather that. than Mood, just picking him up, things. I'll be like, He's frustrated one way, so I'll roll him. Yeah. Or can I change the environment? Move the thing a little bit for him. Yeah. Can I change the environment rather than rescuing him is the other one I say. So especially if they're getting frustrated just on their tummy or that they can't get their legs under. Let's let's get some layers and start some layered play and mix it up. We'll do some kneeling or other things. How can we explore and and change the environment without doing it for them? So there's so many different ways to do it. But yeah. It's a lot of fun. How are you going there, Helen? Back asleep. It made me. Still whispering. Sorry. We're too loud, Mom. Yeah, I can't speak when he's asleep. He just, he's so tuned in. He is a little watcher. He loves to watch. They just made me think of a phrase that we used at school that the part of the leadership did some more training about like other leadership styles. And one of the deputies was like, I've learned that I have to facilitate, not fix. Yes. Yes, that's a good zone of proximal development. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it's like also talking about different stages of doing things and different sizes and like parts of the body and stuff makes me think of something that happened while I was over East that I didn't think about until after because my mum had found the child health nurse sessions really interesting here when she was here after <laughs> Seb was born. We went to their drop-in centre over there and the way they do it, it's Townsville is a regional town. It's, mm. So it has three libraries and the child health nurse is they do a drop-in center at the library which was actually really cool because it meant that if you had an older child they could be in the like the reading and play areas and then Mm. you could have the baby at the the nurse and all that anyway she was like oh good yep measuring this measuring that and as listeners would know Gio and Seb are ginormous and like the top (laughs) of the charts for everything and she's yep okay he's really big he's really long everything's in proportion oh good he seems nice and strong and I was like what yeah and she said, oh, yeah, sometimes when we see babies that are this big, they're just, they're a bit weaker because they're so big. And I was like, oh, okay. And walked off and didn't think about it. And then a few days later, I messaged Nicole and I'm like, wait a minute, is that right? Is that based on anything or is that like observational? Or, yeah. So, yeah, just what like. What do you think about that black and white statement, folks? <laughs> <laughs> it's black and white. There's a flag. <laughs> it's a flag to go. But you do. This one that you hear is our bigger babies more likely to be delayed because of their size and it is black and white statement and and it's also an assumption because I've had a few people that know nothing about babies go oh they're quite big they'll find it hard hard to move I was yeah I was out for a coffee with a friend and there was a beautiful toddler like sitting a couple of tables over and she was like she obviously on the percentile charts was a lot larger but beautiful and doing everything Mm -hmm. lovely and my friend was like God, what are they feeding her? And I was like, don't you dare ask that question because you have I no, get asked that all the time, but I don't that think family. anything of it. Yeah, yeah, you know nothing about that family, yeah. nothing about she could be her age or anything like that, and that's just it's hard. But anyway, yeah. so no, there is no research to say that a bigger baby will have motor delays particularly. Mm. But if you think about development and all the interacting factors, body and biomechanical stuff is only one aspect of that. And so it's not just weight and length, it's muscle type, it's muscle tone, it's the way they use their body, your different phenotypes, but it, then you've got your security and your opportunity and your attachment mm-hmm. and all of the things, genetics, their their motivation, their personality. So yeah, sure, like a bub that's a little bit bigger that maybe has, is not Seb, I know you're observant Seb, but you're also still really keen to move, but some kids are just really watchers or that they may have not have had opportunity for other reasons, like maybe, but that's not their so body size. Factors. There's yeah. other factors in there. And so like that, it makes me really frustrated. And this is what we, I think we talked about this last week, or maybe I talked about it with the GPs actually. It's not a modifiable factor. 
Like you can't, you can't just change, change his that. weight. No. And so like for you to come out of there thinking, oh, my God, is he at risk because he's a bigger baby? Oh, no, like you can't ch- change that. Like why is – how is that helpful It is what it at is, all? yeah. But like I do – if we think about birth weight, there is risks for babs that are very low birth weight, like really low birth weight. Then there is risks around – that's usually associated with prematurity or other things and prenatal mm-hmm. factors are not – like the birth weight is something that we see – not like a, the whole picture. And so but we would help them from early on to minimise any of those effects and stuff like that. But it's not the bigger, like the larger weight stuff. I think yeah. there is one study on like longer babies, maybe that might be on a bigger percentile for length and not weight. So like are they longer? Mm. like Not as, propor- as well, proportional. Yeah, like lanky. You'd call yeah. them lanky. Yeah, yeah. Like that they might – and when they talk about this in studies and they talk about delays, often it's like a week. Mm. So it's not, not even sig- massive. Like it's not yeah. significant in terms of like months or things like that. But they might find on average that they take a little bit longer to crawl because they've, if you think about physics, it's like longer and it might take them a little bit longer to figure out that coordination or dissociation mm-hmm. or not necessarily the strength and control. There's lots of factors that go on, but yeah, yeah. maybe. But when you look at the research, it does it says oh. they, they were on average – behind and it was like behind by one week and I'm like does that really mm, matter? Surprise. Yeah, like what's, what's the clinical relevance of this yeah um but anyway so I feel for you because that's not fun it, it, yeah the fact that she said oh he's strong that's good like I wasn't concerned but it just in the back of my mind a few days later I was like wait a minute is that black? Is it, yeah. 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 An association. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is it related yeah yeah no it's hard Mm, um yeah. Gia's new favorite thing is pulling to stand yeah and also now not even just on my hands he like grabs the side of the cot and tries to pull himself yes, up yes I saw that video it was very he was doing it this morning and as how well. weird and wonderful were his feet when he does that oh that got stuck down the side of the cot <laughs> I was like I'm sure you guys will see that oh. but it's funny because he tries to do it sometimes when he's on his knees and he's mm. like why can't I go up because mm. his feet aren't quite in a position where it will help him get up mm. but because it's his new favourite thing, now when I'll try and put him down, if sometimes I'm trying to put him into sitting, his legs are like, nope. <laughs> Personality. <laughs> what are like, you doing, mum? His legs are stiff and he's, I am not. Go. So I'm like, okay, you're going on your back then. Because <laughs> I can't leave you standing. You're going to fall over. And there's those other babies that you like try and stand and they like spread their legs right oh. out. They're like, I'm not touching the floor. No way. Like, oh. Oh, they lift their yeah. legs up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put me there. Don't oh, stand on that. The floor is put, yucky. <laughs> put me back in your arms and you're trying to put them down. And they're like, oh, you're like, oh my God, my arms are killing me. I just want to put you down. Um, uh, sorry, Mona, I missed the question. Funny. No, because I know at some point we were talking about him laying down and pulling up and he'd just bypass sitting. He'd just yes. go straight to standing. Yes. But is it part of the same reflex or is it more him decision-making now oh, going, mm, actually? They're, <laughs> yeah, they obviously do get stronger through their legs, but they also – start to become more aware of their body. And if he started actively pulling to stand and the way that Gio is doing it, if you hear Mon describe it, like he is, his feet are all over the place. He's really pulling through his arms. And like so, using his mouth and to using, pull like, up on things. Oh, he just Everything. wants to be up, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's, I want to be up and I want to be on the level. And often when they pull to stand early, it is very driven yes. and less, and like their feet are all over the shot and yeah, that yeah. will change that's over exactly time as what their it legs is. come into it. Yeah. And some kids don't go through that phase. They might see it and they might crawl and then when they pull to stand, they're like, yep, I'm here with my feet. And mm-hmm. I'm like, got it sorted. yeah, I've got it sorted. So there's not, this is when we talk about mini milestones and I'll actually link the mini milestone guide that's free into the show notes because it's like a visualisation of different things that could be leading up to the big milestone, such as walking or pulling to stand and rolling and crawling yeah. because in a, but you don't have to get everything in that circle. Like it's not of a course, checklist. Yeah. It's just like, what are the things you're seeing? And so yeah. around this seven-month mark, I like people say, oh, should I worry if my baby's not rolling? And I'm like, but what do you mean not rolling? Are they just laying there? Or are they starting to roll to their side? Are they holding their feet? Are they? And if you got lots of because it's all part of yeah. And so if they've got all the other little mini milestones, they're not far off, and I'm not concerned. But if they're like not showing if they're just chilled on their back and there's not that motivation to move and I'm not seeing that like part practice or things and I'd say oh yeah it's time to check in but even then it can still be normal but it would be we say to check in then because if there is something up, early intervention is best. Yeah. So there's still like a percentage of kids at seven months that's completely normal with but we like the I guess the ratios are small enough, not ratios, um, word, but like the amount is small enough that we can 
we want to collect all of those kids together so we can go, actually, we need help you, but you're fine. And so it's a much like yeah. with if you got four Check months, yeah. if you say that at four months, like you get much more babies than a normal. Yes. And it'd be too much. You wouldn't be able to filter through yeah, and, and like find the, the, the ones that need help. Services, yeah, yeah. It would be too much. Yeah. So it's trying to find those good check-in points. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. God, guys, my brain. Maybe I need two coffees today. <laughs> no, it did make sense because there's only a certain amount of services out there. Yes. And we, you want to get flag those children that really do need help. Yes. Yeah. Rather than just getting the worried well. Yes. Which like, and that's the hard thing for here in WA, the child health, child health nurses, I think see you guys at four months and seven months as a mandatory ch- the yeah. check-ins. Yeah. And that's a huge it's a huge, huge development time frame. And yeah. so if they're worried at four months, they'll say, go and see someone. But often it's just within normal range for us. Yes. And so that's hard because then we're like, oh. Because they don't want to feel like they've missed anyone yeah. as well. Yeah. And so that's really hard. But yeah, So the, sometimes they'll flag things that aren't of concern. No. But in like, the end, but it's still better to check. Yes. But the mini, mile, mini milestone guide works well because you really get those good check-in points and the visualisations of those mini milestones. And if you're part of Baby Play Academy, oh, you, you can always, all over it. You can post stuff without having... Yes. Okay. To, as, so like, as a little that. check-in. So if you're new here or you're new to me or you, like you don't know what we're talking about on the podcast, my membership is the Baby Play Academy. And it's not just me. It's my team at work. So we have other videos, pediatric physio speeches and OTs. And the guys, Mon, Mon and Helen, are both part of it. And they can post. They get to send theirs straight to me in the chat because they're <laughs> special podcast guests. Special. <laughs> but all the mums in the baby and dads in the baby or grandmas actually in the Baby Play Academy and caregivers, you're able to send through videos to us via email or in the group or ask questions. And we like workshop and troubleshoot this with you so we're like oh what's happening and we ask all these questions and then we give you like either play I ideas liked, or yeah. things to do what we're going to say I, I like the that even people over east mm. if they're not in perth you know what services that they can go on i do as well i do Just recommend so nice. some yeah yes <laughs> yeah and that's like the the when we do think people need one-on-one help we try and connect them with someone that has the same philosophy and approach that we do because we want to make sure that our community is empowered and looked after. And joining some ideas from that together about like development, baby play mm. and the sort of motherhood journey. Mm. I think one of the things that we touched on earlier, but it's certainly just as relevant now is like not being afraid to unfollow things. Yeah. And if something's not making you feel good, just mm. get rid of it. Mm, like no sure. one's going to care if you're following them or not in the grand scheme of things. Like if it's not the right fit for you, I think it's so easy now. We've talked about Google, but social media as well. It's so mm. easy to be like, oh my God, this person said this and I haven't done that. And then I must be terrible. And just like, it's just not helpful. Yeah. Trying no. to be a perfect parent and no, only and so, leads to. And it's really hard. So I used to share a lot of my parenting on Instagram and then someone said, I come to you for parenting advice and I'm like, I'm not a parenting expert. That is not me. Like I'm, I will share physio stuff and that's my expertise, but it made me really conscious of what I was sharing because I didn't want because maybe what people you're to think doing, I was an expert in that. I'm like, no, man, I'm a, I'm just guessing. I'm winging it. Like, like everyone else. <laughs> like everyone else. Go and see someone that actually has like a and parenting. what works for you yeah. might not work for someone else. No. Mm. And so like I, I've held back on sharing a bit of that, if, I don't know, because I don't want people to think I'm an expert in that area because I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. But so in that, you're just another mum on this just journey. Just another mum. Yeah. Struggling. With <laughs> amazing access to paediatric yes. services. And people. And you're actually... <laughs> In physio. What so. am I? A connector. I'm a good connector. You are. Yeah. I, what are they? What is, I think. Got I, a great network. My my superpower is under, hearing what you're saying and try, like understanding what you're looking for and matching you with something or a service that I know has that. So that's where I find I'm like, oh, yeah, have you heard of this? This will be really helpful. And like. Matchmaker. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you hear so many services. things over time and, and you understand when people yeah, add values and stuff, you can be like, oh yeah, that one would be really great for you actually. Or maybe this one as well. And oh, that might not work. But yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Nice. No. I like it. Any other it's development questions for me? Seven months. What else do I get asked at seven months? Well, we've done. Th- this is something that's come up in mum's mm. growth and like people starting to think about baby-proofing the house mm. because the kids are getting more mobile mm. and some people are opting for little the baby gates. And, mm. But then is there anything else that we could do developmentally? Obviously, they're not understanding specifically, but the type of language we can start using like mm. around 
if we're on the couch together, yeah, we're like yeah. feet first or yep. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so like in terms that of that will carry baby through, proofing. carry through. Yes, <laughs> definitely put away the poisons. <laughs> yeah, poisons yeah. is number one. The poisons yeah. is number one. Like, batteries. You just said, I, yeah, I said to you yeah. guys, when Will, I didn't know Will could pull the stand. He pulled the stand on the toilet and ate the, the thing in the toilet that makes it blue. Yeah. Luckily it was fine, poisons hotline, in yeah. my, saved in my phone now. But yeah, put away those types of things. In terms of like from a, like your baby is wired to explore. They do not know what is right or wrong. They'll put most things in their mouth. So, yeah, yeah like anything like batteries and poisons away. Yeah. Baby gates are good if you just, like, you need to contain them in, an, in, in a space I'm that you know that like, they're safe. I need in. to go to the toilet. Where can I put in that's safe? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so some people go, oh, I'll put them in a baby stander, which the standing devices, which after about seven months are hips, that's they're big enough and strong enough in their hip bones to, and they're starting to pull to stand, and they've got that standing support. But my seven and a half month old crawled out of his, okay. like, and fell on his head because yeah. he didn't want to be in it, and that was his desire. And so, and that it, was his way of yeah. I want to explore yeah. over there, and yep. this is stopping me from doing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so every baby is different, and what works for one family might not work for another. And play pens can be really good because they allow some freedom of movement and exploration, but it's a yes space. Everything in that space is a yes. Yeah. And often mm-hmm. around this time, setting up a yes space, whether it be in a playpen or a room or between the baby gates, that you know that there's like the PowerPoints are covered, there's nowhere like yeah. that all the danger, all the hazards we While talk about then, in risky play are removed yeah. or mitigated. And sorry. While they're not being supervised like, yeah. right on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still around. Or you might be cooking dinner and not watching them the whole time, but you're there. Yeah. But like, where's your yes space? In terms of something that you can start. Now, especially if they're sitting and they are sitting on the couch with you, is getting off the couch. Babies don't really at this age have that sense of self that they'll just sense dive. of gravity. <laughs> no, they understand sense of self. They'll dive head. If you are sitting him and you pop push him to the side a little bit, you'll see that he understands gravity because he'll want to stay upright. Yeah. But um, it's like that depth perception mm. and like how far can I go and stuff. And, and how so they'll much just dive to put yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah. they're still for- figuring that out. So they'll just dive head yeah. first. So we started at this at around six, seven months is backwards. And you can use whatever terminology or cue. Okay. But like for me, getting down from heights, whether it be a slide, a couch, anything like going down something, we usually go backwards, back yeah. feet first or backwards. So yeah. feet first or backwards. But I use firm feet and feet first were two similar mm. together. Okay. So for me, we use backwards, backwards and, firm, and feet. firm feet. And so when we talk about this in risky play, I would actually at this age physically do it for them. Okay. So they start to associate your verbal cue with a movement. Yes. And so I would spin them and say backwards and then bring them down the couch. Okay. And backwards. And I reckon Will got it pretty quick. Claire, I reckon I did it from about six or seven months and around 10, 11 months, she finally started going backwards. Yeah. And she was just like, maybe she's just- But you planted the seed. And that's what I'm thinking. What seeds can I plant now? That will help later. Yeah. And then in the firm feet, once they start crawling and climbing, not necessarily walking, some bubs climb before they walk and they want to go up hiklers or picklers or up the ladders for the slides and stuff, I would actually do my hand over her feet put her feet on the ladder and say firm feet and push down so okay. she could feel that underneath. So Rather like, than just like. When I talk about what, like these words, like I've done all these physical things and verbal things at the same time when they're early so that they have a sense of what it means later rather yeah. than it just be random words. Yeah. But, yeah, so back backwards and then a little bit later, firm feet. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I think that covered most of my yeah. Did you have any other? Well, Helen's feeling only, a bit tired. I think. No, the only other thing <laughs> well, I, Helen's worked um, hard today in the podcast studio. The only other thing I think I put in is that I have mentioned that Seb's just suddenly decided that he wants to roll after all, but I've observed he almost always seems to pivot where his left side is the axle and the right side is doing the movement, mm. and so then two parts to it. Firstly, apart from just helping him get his left arm out from being stuck underneath him, mm. how does he learn that or how do I help him with that? And also do do on his tummy or on his side? So he goes from his back, he flings himself onto the side mm. and then sometimes he goes all the way and then the, the left arm. So he's on his tummy. Stuck yeah. under him with yeah. his on his tummy. And then also do I need to specifically do something to try and encourage the other way around or is that just another thing that will come with time? Yeah, I think it's if he can or he won't go the other way. So often babies can go both ways but they have a preference like we all do and is it interrupting his function? Or if he's only just started rolling, like often they'll pick one way first and then a week later they'll do the other way. When he's rolled onto his tummy, 
often they have to shift their weight back over onto, so if he's rolled over his left onto his tummy and the left arm is stuck under, he'll have to shift his weight onto his right arm Mm. and his right hip to get his left out. And often that's just a discovery thing. Around this time you can start doing almost play over your legs or over your shins where they're hands are like flat on the ground and they're starting to practice straight arm stuff like it's just another different play position that you can give them opportunity or lift the toys up because if you lift the toys up their eyes come up and they start to push Mm. up onto their arms and so like the over the shins over the legs or the like mini wheelbarrows give might just give him that opportunity to be like oh i can straighten these arm things look now I'm Mm. up and then that will hopefully like when he's rolling be like I can push that thing oh yes there we go like I've got it out but it's all in his weight shift rather than doing it for him I would move his hips so I'd lift his left hip up to help that weight shift the rotation and see if he figures out out his arms and then you could also do some of the the hands up push up stuff Mm. so that he can figure out that he can push up because often they can do it they just don't really know that they can yeah that's that opportunity stuff other babies would be like, stop this, mum. That's a great opportunity, but I am not having it. Get mm. me off your chins. Theo <laughs> does this weird thing once he is like pushing mm. up or sitting up or standing up that he's like starting to stretch his neck backwards and look up to the sky. Sort of I, was just, oh, I was like, what is he trying to do? But then, like, yeah, he likes going upside down. down. Yeah. So it's, it's just exploring. Like, the, it's a lot of exploring. And that's yeah. the thing. Is it sometimes, Is he? Is, can you see that he is using it to explore is it interrupting his function? Is it getting not progressively all, yeah. more interfering? If it's not in those things, like, yeah. then it's just... I find it really cute. And usually it will settle after a few days or a yeah. week. Yeah, I find most things like last about two weeks. Mm. Even the near latest noise, mm. I'm sure it'll last about two weeks. Or is that... <coughs> Oh, he's, he's doing <laughs> like, this like purposeful coughing thing. It's so cute. And then I cleared, funny. I tried to clear my throat before this podcast. I was like, oh, that's where I got from. <laughs> oh, damn, sorry. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, guys, I didn't, I don't, oh, I did tell you, I did text you. We at the Baby Banter podcast hit 10,000 downloads, which I think is just that's incredible so that cool. like we've impacted 10,000, whether they be people repeating, but like 10,000 people or 10,000 listens of our shows which is huge and hopefully i don't know we're creating a little village for other mums as yeah, and parents so as well, as well. And the, the normal and someone said that their partner listens to us like, oh my god <laughs> i know listening too. but um and share like you are listening sharing it with the, like the mum yeah if you're finding it helpful if you're or, finding it helpful yeah and if or if you think there's some good points or different things that have really resonated with you. We appreciate the shares because this isn't a long-term project for us. This is a short term. We really want to create something that is helpful for parents that in those early years so that you don't feel so alone and you don't turn to Google. And hopefully you can jump in at a month that suits mm. you. Yeah. Because yep. you might have discovered it partway through yeah. your journey. Yeah. Well, there'll be new mums coming through. Yeah, share it with a new mum in a baby shower, put it yeah. in a card. Listen to this podcast. I've even got friends that are having their second baby and they're like, oh, I'm listening because I forgot all that yeah. stuff. And I'm like, they're yeah. finding it quite useful. Yeah. But yeah, so we would love it if you could recommend it to a friend or rate or even just send us a little message if you're listening along and have found it helpful. That would be really nice. Sometimes yeah. we just feel like Anything we're talking to, to each other of. in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're more of. I wish we could film the studio one day on a time lapse so you can see how <laughs> manic. And I'm like trying to mute microphones and oh. But it's okay. We're getting it done. But we will. Might, I might get a. My toddler's walking around here soon enough. I do have a little tripod I can bring in and do a time lapse. All right, we can try that. We FaceTime on my phone, so we FaceTime Penny and the other guests so that we can see who we're talking to. It would be be quite fun. Mm. (laughs) Um, So please get in touch if you have questions or things or anything you want to chat about. But, guys, that's it for month seven on Baby Banter, and we'll see you in month eight. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, guys. Happy playing. I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. 
I recognised their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledged that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Baby Banter. If you've enjoyed it, or if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on my Instagram, Nicole underscore Kids Physio. You can also check out NicoleKidsPhysio.com for lots of goodness, as well as the freebies mentioned today. Do you know a new parent or have a family member with questions? I would love it if you could share this podcast with them. Don't forget to leave a rating and review, and I'll see you next time on Baby Banter. Hey, Mum, it's time for Baby Banter.